welcome to Career Sequel, the Return to Work podcast. If you're re-entering the workforce after a career break, you just found your one-stop shop. I'm your host, Dr. Lee Coles, industrial organizational psychologist, career strategist, and the founder of Career Sequel. Each week, I discuss strategies you can use to bridge your career gap and land flexible, meaningful work you'll love. My mission? To help you find a job that fits your life. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Career Sequel Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Lee Coles, and today I'm going to talk to you about an issue that's prevalent in the workplace, unfortunately prevalent in the workplace. I am talking about stress and anxiety. When we set out to build our career, we want to do something that's meaningful and we are seeking growth and fulfillment. So why is it that so many people experience stress and anxiety in their workplace? Do you feel anxiety when you think of work? If you do, I'm telling you, you're not alone. There was this study that was done by the Mental Health America. It is their 2021 Mind the Workplace report. They found that almost 83% of respondents felt emotionally drained from their work and 85% that their job stress affected their mental health. Research from the American Psychological Association supports those findings. It has this annual Stress in America survey, and consistently, year after year, that survey cites work as a significant source of stress for Americans. So in today's episode, I'm going to talk about stress and anxiety. I'm going to talk about what it looks like and why we experience it. And I'm also going to discuss strategies for coping with anxiety at work. So by the end of this episode, I am hoping that you are going to feel calmer, you're going to feel more in control of your mind and your anxiety and your career. Are you ready? Let's do this. It's important to know that you're supposed to experience some degree of stress at work. It's normal to have stress at work. So think about it. Managing relationships, performing well, developing new skills and problem solving, these are all sources of discomfort, okay? They present an element of workplace stress that's healthy because stress is an essential component of intellectual and emotional growth. You can't grow without some degree of stress, but too much stress is harmful, Excessive stress is going to interfere with your functioning and it can affect your physical and your mental health. So some warning signs to look for to see if you have harmful work stress, that includes feeling angry and irritable, um, feelings of fatigue, digestive troubles, disruptive sleep. Anxiety is a person's specific reaction to stress. So when you're anxious, you have persistent worries going through your head. Symptoms of workplace anxiety may include feeling physically ill when you're thinking about work, procrastinating on work-related tasks, avoiding meetings, avoiding new projects, skipping work events, having poor productivity, poor work performance, and constant worrying. So there are triggers that are unique to the workplace, like 
dealing with an excessive workload or not having enough support on the job or feeling a lack of control over job-related decisions, dealing with challenging relationships, all these things, these triggers can lead to anxiety in the workplace. So I want to share four ways, four strategies for you to cope with anxiety in a high-stress work environment. The first strategy is to reassure your brain. Reassure your brain. Natalie Goldberg, she's an American author. She has a great quote about stress. And she says, quote, stress is an ignorant state. It believes that everything is an emergency. Nothing is that important. And this quote ties in so nicely to how our brain reacts to stress. So our brain follows the rules of the motivational triad. The motivational triad consists of seeking pleasure, avoiding pain, and being efficient. So that is how our brain operates. It is always trying to seek pleasure, avoid pain, and be efficient. So if we're feeling discomfort, our brain isn't happy. And in the name of seeking pleasure and efficiency, our brain instinctively doesn't want us to do difficult, challenging things. It sees these things as a problem as trouble and anxiety flares when the part of the brain, the amygdala, senses trouble. Now in the workplace, trouble can manifest itself in situations that challenge us, like preparing for an important presentation or receiving performance feedback from your boss. So when the amygdala perceives a threat that's either a real threat or just an imagined threat, it releases cortisol. Cortisol is the stress hormone, and it also releases adrenaline. So cortisol and adrenaline, that surges through our body, and it tries to make us stronger and faster and more powerful. So the amygdala is considered the emotional part of the brain, and neuroscientists explain that we feel anxiety when signals from the emotional brain overpower our cognitive brain, our prefrontal cortex, where our higher level thinking occurs. So the first step to managing anxiety is just recognizing its symptoms and understanding that our brain is only trying to help us stay safe. And it is also trying to help us seek pleasure, avoid pain, and just conserve energy. Pausing to acknowledge this triggers the rational and cognitive portion of our brain. You can do just even a very simple exercise. It can be as simple as just saying, hey, brain, thank you. Thanks. I've got this. (laughs) Or when you feel yourself spinning, you can just stop and say, okay, I see what you're doing, brain. I appreciate that you're trying to protect me and everything's under control. I've got it under control. Consciously calling upon rational thought can rein in those feelings of anxiety as you face your challenges at work. A second strategy is to identify your thoughts. John Acuff, he's an author. He said, quote, if you listen to any thought long enough, it becomes part of your personal playlist. If you listen to any thought long enough, it becomes part of your personal playlist. In previous episodes, I've discussed the fact that our thoughts create our feelings. 
those things that we say to ourselves that we, we repeat in our brain, they generate emotions within us. And anxiety stems from thoughts playing on repeat in our heads. And this is, there's this book by John Acuff, and I, I love it. It's so good. It's called Soundtracks, The Surprising Solution to Overthinking. And in it, Acuff stresses the importance of documenting your thoughts, and in particular, documenting the thoughts that create feelings of distress. He then suggests that you examine each thought and ask three questions, okay? So we're going to practice this. The first question that he wants you to ask is, is it true? Okay, so I want you to really ask yourself, ask yourself, is the thought that you're feeling true? Is it a fact? So if you're telling yourself, for instance, I can't do anything right. Let's say that's this thought that keeps circulating in your brain when you're at work. I can't do anything right. I want you to ask yourself, is that really true? And I'm going to tell you the answer right now. (laughs) The answer is no. That thought is definitely not true. It is not a fact. I know that you can do plenty of things right, okay? So that thought, I can't do anything right, it is not true. The second question that Acuff wants you to ask is, is this thought helpful? So is the thought, I can't do anything right, helpful? Okay, answer answer that. No, it's not. It is not helpful. So why are you thinking it? It is not true. It is not helpful. The third question that Acuff wants you to ask yourself is, is it kind? To answer this question, consider whether you'd say this thought to your best friend. Would you say, you can't do anything right to your best friend? Okay, I'm guessing you wouldn't. So the thought, I can't do anything right, it's not true, it's not helpful, and it's not kind. So maybe you shouldn't have that thought on blast, on repeat in your head. Okay, so you can now see how this exercise puts the rational analytical portion of your brain in control. It helps dial down those negative thoughts that trigger anxiety. When you track your negative thoughts, writing them down and doing this exercise, it really helps remove that emotional component of your thoughts so you can treat them as data and let's just examine them with curiosity. The third strategy is to set boundaries. The very wise, legendary Dolly Parton once said, quote, never get so busy making a living that you forget to make a life. Job-related anxiety, it's not going to dissipate if you work around the clock, okay? So the solution is don't bring work home with you. I understand that this may be easier said than done in today's current work environment because boundaries between home and the office, they've blurred now like they'd never have before. We have hybrid work. We have remote work. Our work has literally been brought into our home. I mean, we're in our bedrooms, in our kitchen, in our dining room, in our living room on Zoom half the time doing our work. So this means that you're going to have to put a little more effort into boundary setting strategies. The first strategy that I suggest is that you determine your off the clock time. 
And then once you've determined that, like the end of your workday, whatever whatever time that you set for yourself, have an end of the workday. And then here's the clincher. Don't check or respond to any voicemails or any emails. And don't send any emails either past this time. So like you are off the clock. You are not, you're not checking email. And if you do peak, you are not responding. Okay. And you're keeping that. So it will become known that you, when you're off the clock, you're off the clock and you are not able to be reached. A second strategy is don't work on your days off. Okay. If you have the weekends off, do not work on those days. And also use your vacation time. Don't let that vacation time just build up and go unused every year. Make sure that you build in time. That is that is for your health and that is what's best for you and your organization. Establishing clear boundaries creates room for fulfilling experience outside the workplace, and that's going to diffuse the pressure of work obligations and also diffuse your anxiety. The fourth strategy is to call in your support system. Les Brown said, quote, ask for help, not because you're weak, but because you want to remain strong. You don't have to face anxiety alone. You can talk to your friends, talk to your family about what you're experiencing, and they may be, they may be able to give you the support you need. If you've determined the origin of your work stress, you can meet with your supervisor and you can discuss some potential solutions. Your organization may also have some resources to help you cope with your stress. Career strategists are often able to identify and rectify sources of career stress, particularly if your role is in conflict with your strengths or your core values, or if you are constantly using skills that you do not enjoy using. So you can also seek the support of a therapist or psychologist or other mental health professional. If your anxiety is crippling your physical and emotional health, do not be afraid to reach out and get help. To recap, four strategies to help you cope with anxiety at work are number one, reassure your brain. Number two, identify your thoughts. Number three, set boundaries. Number four, Call in your support system. Okay, how are you all feeling now? My hope is that your heart rate has calmed down a little bit. You're breathing a little bit more deeply. Your brain feels a little clearer. I hope you're feeling more zen right now than you were before you touched play on this episode. I want you to enjoy yourself both in and out of the workplace. So until we get together again next time... Take good care and know that I'm cheering you on. Hey, if you're going back to work after a career break, I have a gift to help you get started. It's my free guide, Four Simple Steps You Can Take Today to Re-Enter the Workplace. I love it because it helps you get the ball rolling in a simple, easy, manageable way. Just go to my website, careersequel.com, and click on the red box that says, Get the Four Simple Steps Now. That's careersequel.com. Get the four simple steps now. See you there.